Hey everyone, welcome back to the Living Bold Podcast. I'm your host, Ashley. Thank you guys so much for being here today. And I have to say, happy November. I hope you guys have been having a great November. Hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I have another amazing episode for you today. Today's episode is my friend, Pamela Ortiz. She is the founder and owner of Solo Para Ti, which means only for you in Spanish. And it it is a beauty and skincare product business. Um, Right now, they focus on beauty, skincare, and body care items. You are going to absolutely love this episode. We really dig deep down into the founder's kind of process, where she started, how she became an entrepreneur. And I find this episode particularly inspiring because she is so young and so full of life and so passionate and driven. And I think it's just going to be a really motivating episode if you are somebody who kind of has wanted to step outside of the box and try something new. So I hope you feel inspired and let's get into the episode. Hi, Pamela. How are you doing? Hi, I'm good. And you? Good. Thank you. So thank you so much for being on the podcast. If you guys um, do not know Pamela, Pamela Ortiz, she um, owns this incredible business that we're going to hear all about today. I'm not going to spoil it because she's going to share her journey, um, her career journey, a little bit about her. And we're going to talk about some like self-care and self-love tips and things like that. So I'm really excited to get into it. Um, this is all about you today. <laughs> and for anyone who doesn't know either, we actually have been supporting each other, I would say, for probably like two or three years now. And um, yeah, Pamela is amazing. She's um has sent me some amazing products and we've really connected over through Instagram, yes. which is part of the reason I love social media and how we got to be on this podcast. So Anyway, we're meeting for the first time today, so we're excited to chat, have a little coffee chat. I actually already ran to the store. <laughs> I normally make my coffee, but I was like, yeah. I need one of these today. I'm so anyway, um, yeah, Pamela, do you want to tell everybody just like an intro and a little bit more about you so we can get to know you before we jump into your career success story? <laughs> yes, thank you so much, by the way, for that intro. That was such an amazing intro. I love it. Oh, you're so welcome. You're so sweet. But yeah, so more about me. So I am a first gen grad student, like the first time I, you know, obviously the first one in my family to go to college. Um, I went to Pace University in New York City, downtown in the financial district. I'm from originally from New Jersey. I was born and raised here, but my family is from like uptown New York, like Washington Heights. So all the Dominicans, when everyone from DR <laughs> comes to New York, that's where they come. That's they literally fun. call it, yeah, they call it Little <laughs> Dominican Republic. So yeah, so my family was like born and raised there. My mom decided to come to New Jersey. Yeah, at a young age, actually like at 22, she moved to New Jersey on her wow. own. She didn't really know anyone, had like one or two cousins out here. She moved out here with me, raised me here, you know. And yeah, from there on, since I was a little girl, my mom has always pushed me to just do do your best and don't do what people like that social contract, like people expect you to be this way. No, you don't have to do that. Like just keep pushing those doors and pushing those social contracts and just constructs and just be yourself, like be you. So since I was young, I've always been like, I guess you could say the black sheep, like the outcast out of everyone. Like everyone was doing one thing. I was like, I don't really want to do that. Like I was like, I, I just want to do my own thing. So yeah. instead of like hanging out and 
you know, watching TV and stuff, I was never really that kid. I was always in dance school. I was in competitive dance. I was in art school, like professional art school. I was in piano. So I've always been really creative. I've always wanted to just do my own thing. You know, I've always stood out from the crowd. So yeah, since I was a little girl, I knew I wanted to like be my own boss and do my own thing, but not, I didn't know exactly how I wanted to do that. Yeah. I always thought I was going to be a doctor and open up my own private practice. <laughs> really? Yeah, so big my shift <laughs> from that, right? Yeah. yeah, no, seriously, really big <laughs> shift. But yeah, so I all my life I thought I was gonna be a doctor and everything, like work in the medical field, healthcare field. So since high school, middle school, I was always focused on that, just mm. you know, working on my SATs, studying science, bio, like like I told you, instead of me hanging out with my friends, I would tell my mom to buy me a microscope so I can look at stuff <laughs> under the little lens and stuff. Yes. Like I really to be a scientist. So you sound yeah. curious and like ambitious. Yeah. Like you're always trying to figure out the next thing, which is, that's such a, yes. I would quality. always question why, like, I, I remember like somebody would tell me, oh, this is how you do it. Like the math formula is like the formula has to go this and this. I'll be like, but why do I have to do it that way that you told me why? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> my way. And that always like kind of bothered people because they're like, this girl, like she does not listen. <laughs> she always wants to do it her way. But yeah, so yeah, so fast forward, moving into college, I went to Pace University. I was pre-med there. I decided, you know, I was going to do an accelerated program, which is like the four year of undergrad with your bachelor's. And then you would go two years to medical school. I was like, okay, I don't want to be an MD anymore. That's too much work. So I was thinking PA, a physician's assistant, which is similar to an MD. So all my four years of undergrad, I was just hyper-focused on getting into PA school, mm. whether it was having two internships, taking six classes at a time, working full-time volunteering at nonprofits. I was just always doing everything to build my resume, like just for school. And I was doing makeup on the side. That's something like I told you, I've always been passionate with art and stuff. Yeah. Since being in dance school, we had to like do all this crazy makeup to be on stage. So that was something that I always did on the side because just to express myself creatively. But like, I didn't think I would ever pursue that as like a full-time thing. Cause again, I wanted to be in healthcare. Like I had to you do were that. You so focused. Like you were thinking yeah, you're so, so focused on, focused yeah. on that. That's your end goal. Exactly. But then, you know, I graduated school. I graduated during the pandemic in 2020 and I was working full-time at a private practice. I was trying to get my PCE hours, my patient care experience hours. Again, PA school is not entry-level like medical school. So I was just sorry about that, hyper-focused on that. And as I was working in the healthcare field, I really noticed that this is not for me. I was too, like, I was just too compassionate, like healthcare right now, it's all about money and insurance and like making sure you're getting the most out of each visit with patients. And for me, I wasn't seeing these patients as a number. I was seeing them as people. And I was just like, this I was getting so overwhelmed and crying every day. And I was like, I can't oh, even have these people. Yeah. You know, I was yeah. seeing like 40 to 50, 55 patients, even a day with the doctor. Yeah. I wasn't a nurse, but basically what I was doing was like a nurse role. Like I was triaging the patients, assisting the doctors and everything. And I was just like, this is not for me. They were so robotic, these doctors, like not all of them, but the majority of them yeah. literally all these people as a number like okay um let me see how I can get the most out of them or let me give them this medicine even though I know the side effects are horrible for them and I can just keep going on and on like there was just so yeah 
toxic and I was like I really don't want to do this so I was like there has to be another way though like I can't completely quit like you know we're in a pandemic I need to work and stuff like that I have to pay my student loans I was still paying my students those things (laughs) I was still paying my student loans during the whole pandemic too by the way so I was like I need to make sure I'm working so I kept my job but I started my business I remember I started so I started June of 2020. I was still my senior year of college, but I was like, I'm just going to do this on the side. Like, I didn't really think much of it. Like, yeah. you know, I just want to help people because that's always been my thing. I love people. Like I love, I'm a people person. I'm very compassionate, compassionate, I'm a very personable person. And like, I was like, how can I help someone without being in person? Cause obviously, you know, it was COVID. Right. So let me just launch my skincare line like let me just do it why not so many people are having skin problems right now they can't go to the store you know that people are more conscious of what's going into their bodies so I was like let me just do it and from there just starting it you know obviously was slow at first but then with time like by word of mouth posting it on social media I didn't even have a website I was literally telling people just to dm I think I actually remember that. Yeah, like you didn't have your website up and um yeah, I, like oh, I'm sorry, I don't have a website. And I was like, girl, this does not matter. You know, yes, it doesn't. Not when you when you start something. What did what I don't think you had said this just yet, but um, you know, coming out of something like medicine or the medical field, obviously it's such a drastic difference. What and you said you always loved beauty, like did you really just like, did the ear, the idea just pop in your head? Like, okay, skincare, like, or was it just a culmination, culmination of things or. So I didn't get into that story. That's like a whole separate story for my, I'm going to tell you it now though, for my skincare. So okay. I, I told you, I was always into beauty and stuff Yeah. because dance, I got into makeup. I've been watching YouTube since I was like 10 years old. I don't even know. Like Same. when Juicy Star 07 first came out, like, yeah. Sister, all things glitter, whatever, all things glitter. I'm surprised glitter. you remember that. Just like, cause I'm thinking I'm, I'm obviously a little bit older yeah. than you, but I'm like, that was like my era. I was like, I was such the, mm-hmm. I was like when the start of YouTube yeah. came, like yeah. that was my growing up phase. <laughs> I loved it too. Again, I was like, my parents never really let me watch. T- they sound so strict. They weren't really strict. It's just, they wanted me to be a certain way. And yeah. like, you know, I was like, again, like my parents came from nothing. They wanted me to really like flourish. Absolutely. And so they didn't really let me watch TV. So I'd watch YouTube on my free time on my mom's big desktop, yeah. the PC and everything. So that's really yeah. what got me into beauty, seeing like Mac and my cousins wearing Mac. And I was like, oh my God, all the cool girls wear Mac. And go to yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got into beauty. Your makeup and- looks stunning, by the way. Oh so. my God, thank you. I really, I taught myself how to do all of this. Like I literally yeah, it's beautiful. watch YouTube. Thank you. So <laughs> thank you so much. Literally just by watching YouTube, getting into that, then dance. And then I was working in Blue Mercury in college part-time. And I guess that's what really got me into like makeup and skincare. And I was seeing how a lot of these products and these brands were really putting a lot of, honestly, like BS into their products. Like the ingredients, obviously certain ingredients we need for like a shelf life and to help it or whatever, like certain stuff just needs it. But a lot of these products, they were just putting in fragrance and all this stuff that was just triggering people to get allergies or like reactions and make them have to spend money and buy a whole nother product that's supposed to solve their problem. And yeah. It was just a cycle. And I remember I just felt so bad. I saw this one girl, she had a gluten allergy. I didn't even know that was possible that even in your skincare, you can get a, like be allergic to gluten. And I remember she told me, she's like, it's so hard to find skincare and products that work for me because they just all lie. Like it's not what it is. It's she's like, like marketing it's- instead of yeah. 
it's kind yeah. of tying into even when you're talking about in the medical industry, you felt that you yeah. were too compassionate. Like I can definitely relate to that even in my field with real estate, like needing to yeah. really truly like help somebody through a huge financial decision. And it's very mm -hmm. emotional. So even in yes. like what you were doing it, I can relate to that. Just like having that compassion for people. And then that makes sense for what you're doing now into the story you're telling now with the skincare and like, you didn't even know people could have gluten allergies and just trying yeah. to help them in a very genuine way. Yes. And it's not about like, oh, I'm going to market like this product, like clears this. And obviously you have to have some realm of marketing. Like when you're a business, yeah. you just do, it's just part of it. People have to know about what your product is, what it does, all that. Mm -hmm. But like, it's, I was just having this conversation the other day with somebody, how it was starting to make me sick. Like how much, how big marketing is now and how much companies do lie. Yeah. If you're not looking at like the ingredients and things like in everything in our food, like everything, yep. you know? So yeah, just wanted to yeah. back on that point. No, that is very true. Like these companies, like obviously again, they have to make money and whatever marketing and stuff like that, but it's like how, like, to what extent? What extent what are extent? you gonna really lie? Like you really don't care about people's lives. Like yeah, yeah. They're just, it's a. They say, oh, it's only a little bit amount. Everything is carcinogenic. Like everything is cancerous. But I'm like, these people are gonna constantly be buying your products, and it's just a buildup. And in the long run, then you see people with bladder cancer. Like I remember, I was working at a urology practice. My one patient had bladder cancer. It was so so bad. Like stage four was so bad, and it was because she was mm. a hairdresser. And the dye mm. back then, yes, from years ago, like twenty years ago now she's oh, suffering the problems now because she would oh. dunk her hair and the hair her hands and the hair yeah. dye when she was dyeing her client's hair obviously they weren't gloves they were exposed yeah. to those it's like benzyme some word it soaks in through your skin and then through your bloodstream right it, and then it would obviously has to get out like some way so it would exit through the bladder and oh. all that yeah it was crazy and I was oh, like that breaks my heart actually yeah like I used I was crying when I was treating her like that's how I knew I was like yeah you're like I can't be you in this anymore <laughs> I need to figure out another way I can help people Did you, uh, I was crying with her and the doctor's like dude come on like right this, like this is not for me <laughs> <laughs> but anyways yes I was saying before like in college working and everything I was like oh my god this is insane so I didn't know how I was gonna help people but it was always in my mind I was like I need to figure out a way so then fast forward a couple of years later, I was going to the Bahamas with my family. I remember I just broke out two days later, the whole body broke out in hives. Girl, I looked like, I literally looked like a chicken, like skin, like yeah. my body was just all over. I went to like the best dermatologist in the city here in New Jersey and New York City and the state of New York driving all over. Nobody, no one could figure out what the heck to give me. They kept giving me steroid creams, but I wow. used to have asthma when I was younger. So like, I was not into getting more steroids in, yeah. on my body because I would use it for one day and then it wouldn't help. She recommended me to use these like top name brands that people, you know, already like in Target and stuff that people get in our dermatologist recommended. Again, nothing was working. It was just stripping my skin. So that that's when I really realized, you know, these doctors and these companies don't care about me. I should just take matters into my own hands and just start doing research. I remember I slowly started getting into like a more natural lifestyle because my friend, my roommate then, she was vegan. So she started making me more conscious of what's putting getting into yeah. my body. I have a lot of health. I have PCOS. So that's like all mm. my they're out of whack so it's all about the foods that you eat the exercise yes. the chemical everything everything trickles down to pcos so that already got me into like searching into a more natural lifestyle i'm so sorry all these emails all these oh no like nothing a, showing up 
okay good good (laughs) this like more natural lifestyle so I was like transitioning into being like vegan and you know paying attention into ingredients like parabens and sulfates and I was like what is that even down to my hair products I was like my hair was just a mess everything like I was like I need a reset so I started researching looking into like this holistic lifestyle and I started finding brands that were more natural as I thought they were but it was yeah got me I didn't read the label I bought this body butter that I was supposed to be the best super clean all natural but that's how they get you with the all natural thing but you look in the ingredients and it's, and it's not regulated right. they can just write that on there without any reason yeah. <laughs> really exactly. yeah and it's like all this stuff and it was a lot of animal byproducts still in it but the label looks so natural and clean that's how they tricked me mm-hmm. so I was I like it's called like they call it like greenwashing now greenwashing thing yeah yeah Yes, greenwashing. I was like, oh my God, another thing to worry about. I know, I know. I was like, let me, yeah, I was like, let me make my own stuff. So I started making things in my aunt's kitchen. Literally in my aunt's kitchen one summer, I was like, let me start blending this stuff together because my grandma's diabetic too. So she was like getting into that more natural lifestyle. Yeah. And I gave her the butter that I thought was all natural. She told me to buy it for her again. And I was like, Mama, this is not all natural at all. I'm going to make it. So I started blending everything in my aunt's kitchen. Her Aww. kitchen she wanted to kill me because <laughs> there was butter everywhere. But I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Yes, I finally figured out like I was I took chemistry and all that stuff in college. So I felt like yeah. a little chemist and everything right over again. And my friends, I gave it to my friends. I sent it to my grandma down in Florida. Like I just gave it to everyone just because I made such a big batch of it. Yeah, try it out. See how you like it. Everybody was trying out. My grandma was like, she called me in Spanish. She's like, oh, my gosh, like you made this yourself. This is amazing. Oh. Like I want a pound just like that's so sweet so they're super it sounds like your family has been super supportive and you're like smiling from ear to ear just talking about this it's like your energy is so contagious I can tell just like the passion from it and I that's so sweet I love like hearing how much your family is involved in the support that's amazing yeah like my family really I didn't I was just staying at my aunt's I was like babysitting or like pet sitting her pets and I was like yeah I have else to do here I need to make this butter I don't know I just felt a calling that's it was in college I remember I was so like down to that summer yeah I didn't know if I wanted to go to medical school all my friends were applying to school getting their hours and I was like let me just do this to distract myself as something on the side I didn't like my I was working on blue mercury I didn't like any of those jobs so I was like let me just do it that was back in like 2018 2019 yeah, like 2018, yeah, around there, but I didn't think much of it, I was just making it, but again, I was taking, like, organic chemistry, I was taking stats, I was taking anatomy, I was taking all these really hard classes that I needed to focus on, and again, I was in school on a scholarship, so I had to maintain my, you know, GPA a certain way, so I was like, I can't focus, a lot of pressure, and again, I'm the first one in my family to graduate school, like, college with a degree, so I was like, I need to focus on school, Uh, I'm sure you know, how, how yes. did you I don't want to cut that part off no, yes, okay. the story to continue but like I'm just thinking about what you just said I mean to me that sounds like a lot of pressure you have to maintain like the financial aspect of it so you can even finish and then I just like pressures from I think we all maybe have pressures from our own family but I feel like that's on another level just knowing like oh we've poured we've tried to pour into you and we want you to be the first one in our family yeah. for this to have this like success story how did that, how did that affect you? Uh, it was, I'm not going to lie. I was really stressed out in school. Like 
I was very stressed, but that's be- not because my parents were putting pressure on me. It was like, again, myself, like, I yeah, it was I- like just the, the whole yeah. picture of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew I had to do well. I couldn't fit. Like I could not fail. It was not an option. I couldn't even switch my major. It wasn't an option for me. Yeah. Like, it was not an option at all. So when I saw like my friends that were really doing, like they didn't have to worry about scholarships. Their parents were paying cash out of pocket every semester was like nothing to them you know and then there was me like I had to make sure I couldn't go out to the parties I couldn't always you know I did go out don't get me wrong I did go out (laughs) I was living in New York City like I was eight 17 18 I know that's a that's a dream too that not everybody gets experienced that for sure you know but I didn't get to enjoy it to the certain extent that everyone like my friends were going out every night going to Tao going to Lava going to this part this rapper's (laughs) party going to this fashion (laughs) right Girl, I have a research. Like, I have a scholarship to maintain over here. Like, yeah, and I have a research paper due at nine a.m. Like, mm. I really had to sacrifice a lot and pick and choose what I was gonna do because I I had to think of the long term goal. Like, so yeah, maybe it kept you focused and, yeah. and like motivated in a way. It did yeah. keep me focused and motivated, but it was very stressful. I'm not gonna lie because I feel like a lot of minority students go through this. Like, it's yeah. like I wanna be fitting in and hanging out with my friends and included and everything but if I mess up like it's on me like my friends nobody nobody like it's on you so it was very stressful but at the same time it taught me a lot like it really just kept me focused like you said on track and just made me see the bigger picture and really like see that this stuff is temporary and in the long run what I want is something that's forever not like this is not like an arts and crafts project that I'm doing like this is long term yeah. I want to open up like bigger plate I want to open up a storefront I want to open up a resort like there's a lot of stuff I want to do so yeah. I did and I'm like going on and on but I it was it was hard it was really hard because certain days I remember like I could not afford to eat because I had I decided to go out that night with my friends yeah <laughs> I had to eat ramen the next day. Oh yeah, we've all so had those ramen like, days, right? <laughs> yeah, so it made me really think like, damn, do I want this for myself? Do I want <laughs> It's hard. It's a sacrifice. Yeah. It's such a so sacrifice. I remember like I would be in the library till 2 a.m. I had like a 25 page lab report to write for biology. Yeah. And my friends were going out that night. So I literally was in the library till 2 a.m. Rushed to get ready, got to the club at 2.30, was at the club till 5.30. Then I had class at 9 a.m., slept an hour, studied before class went to class. So I was always making sacrifices. I was like, yeah. it, that's what it really taught me, like just sacrifices. But I, honestly, I would never trade my experience for anything like I really, really appreciate everything. It really taught me the value of money and time and your word mm-hmm. and like just ethics. Really? So I, I do appreciate that, honestly. That's so important. But, yeah. So sorry, I've kind of forgot what I was saying before. Oh yeah. No, 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 that's okay. <laughs> so when I started my business, yeah, like I told you, I had to focus on school. I couldn't lose my scholarship. So I just put it to the side. I was like, oh, maybe in like 10, five, 10 years, I'll get back to this. I don't know yeah. why. I don't know like but in the back of my head I was like girl you're gonna get back to it sooner or later you have to like it's your calling I don't know I just felt like it was a calling for me but yeah then fast forward to my senior year of college um I wasn't doing I actually was not doing well because it was the pandemic like I told you like my brain it was like that whole yeah 
everything that was going on in the country and all this division and the whole year away it was like my whole senior year I didn't even have a normal senior year of college like this is supposed to be the best year ever and I was like at home on a screen doing microbiology on zoom Mary petri dishes with labs it was so hard like I'm telling you it was so hard so I was like I need to distract myself I need to do something so then that's when I started my business and I was like oh you know I don't really think it's gonna be anything crazy it's just something on the side and from there, like, I'm, I don't know what clicked in my head that year. I was like, wow, I really could make this like my, my like life, like yeah. this could be my job. Like this could be my thing. Like it, lit a, it probably lit a spark on you. And you were like, yeah, I can't like, really do this. Like giving you the confidence. This yeah. It's like having that freedom of not having someone telling me, oh, you have to do it this way. You have to do this. You have to do that. Just being creative. Like being in science, science is so cool. Like, I think it's just so, so cool. Like learning about the human body and how everything affects you, but like, it's just like science is one way. It's like, you know, it's how formulas and this and that, like, it just felt so cool to be creative again. Like I felt like pre-med and everything, like I really had to suppress my creativity because I had to Mm -hmm. focus on what they told me. And if I wanted to pass and everything had to be that way that my professors taught me so it suppressed my creativity a lot and like my business really brought that out on me like when I was younger I used to love doing presentations and just making things remember I was in art school so like I just loved creating so my business just sparked that in me again so again I was just doing it on the side like I love I was drawing my logo sketching stuff out I didn't really think much of it until further down the road get into like December 2020 people were really I wasn't seeing like crazy orders like oh my god like 10,000 orders but you know I was seeing a couple hundred yeah. orders that was something for me I was like this is so yeah cool. that's so that definitely something to be proud of yeah and I was like wow nobody's telling me what to do I don't have to clock in and to you're like make- I did this yeah like you I created it and it's like out into the world and it's happening and people are receiving it well exactly and people really liked it and it was really helping people like people with eczema and psoriasis and like rashes sunburns just dry skin were like I use my oil every night by the way I love it that makes me so happy but I literally didn't start the oil to like down the road I didn't expand to uh like a bigger more products until last year like yeah end of last year but I really thought it was just going to be the body butter thing and that's it but people were like the demand was there like people were asking me okay so when are you coming out with this when are you doing a scrub when are you doing face products so I guess from there on I was like wow I need to really take this seriously like just because mm-hmm. other people weren't people were just seeing this like oh your little business or what what's that thing you're doing and I was yeah. like what do you mean what thing like um, this is my like my whole life right now. <laughs> and I was still working full time in the doctor's office. And I remember they used to like kind of they knew I had my business and they kind of would like mock it, like be like, oh, so what are you? Why are you? Why are you doing your business if you want to do be a doctor? And I was like, why can't I do both? Like, why yeah. do I have limited? To- and also, yeah, that's such a limited way of thinking. Mm-hmm. And it's like the thing is, when you are doing something that's slightly different, and I would say more so in the the most recent years, like being an entrepreneur isn't necessarily like so different, but like being in a completely separate field, I can see how other people, they would be confused, right? And it's like, it's not for everyone yeah. to understand. It's like that, yeah. there's a quote that's like, if God, God only gives you like your vision, you know, mm-hmm. he, he doesn't give it to everybody else. And yeah. with that can can come some of that like feeling maybe like isolated or no one understands what I'm doing but that's okay like 
you knew what yeah. you were doing and you felt the calling. Um, I'm going to pause this for one second because I don't have the upgraded version of this for some reason. And it's saying that we have like 10 minutes left. Oh yeah. So we, just, we may have to um, get back on if, if we go over. So I'm just going to tell you in case it runs out, <laughs> I'll edit this. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Okay. What was, but yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, that's something that I had to learn along the way. Not everyone is going to understand literally what you just said. Like it's yeah. not for everyone. My vision is not for everyone. And it's not going to align. So I really had to come to terms with that. Like, I was like, why is like some people so supportive and some people are just so nasty and like they they felt intimidated in a way but I'm I was like I'm just trying to do something for myself and help people I saw a problem and I just wanted yeah. to help people and give them real product and real stuff like I'm genuine I'm not like getting selling you a gimmick I'm not trying to be like you know just sell you whatever just to make money off of it I, if I wanted to make money I would have stopped this a long time ago if I was in it for the money just yeah. that just alone like I just wanted to help people and I realized along the way this entrepreneurship journey like it's really it's really cool but it's really lonely at the same time because yeah. a lot of people cannot it's unfortunate but they cannot see outside of the box like they're just taught to be this way like just go yes. into this career and that's the only thing that they can do mm -hmm. so you know and like especially seeing a lot of older people and you would think like wow you think they would be so supportive of you especially women honestly it was the complete opposite they were just so intimidated by me and they were just so nasty and I even had my boss cutting my hours she told me why do you need more hours if you have your business and I'm like well, that doesn't make any sense yeah it doesn't make any sense my business has nothing um, ugh, I hate that that happened to you that's horrible yeah so then that's when I, I was there for like a year and I was like that's when I know I had to leave and yeah like just from there I was like let me just doctor told me he's like oh well you're going back to school and you have your business so you don't need this job anyway so who cares and I'm like why do you guys get so involved as to what job I need like that's not for you to tell me like you don't know what I have going on right I just realized with time like not everyone is gonna support you and mm -hmm. what you have see the bigger picture so I was like I just really need a hyper focus and just focus on my business and you know, instead of pouring myself into these jobs where nobody cares or you're putting your all and everything and you're like building someone else's dream and you're putting your stuff on the back burner. And that's when I really knew, like, I really need to focus if I want this to get to where it wants to be. Yeah. I need to just do this and not worry about anybody else's job. And yeah, like, you know, I have my little part times here and there, obviously, because you need to survive like the business when you're first starting off the first five years, everything goes into your business. Like 100 percent. Yeah, it's going back in there. So I was just like, I need to find a way where I can just focus on my business, but also make money on the side. So then that's when I decided I'm leaving medicine. Like, it's not that I won't come back, but I'm like, this is just not for me at all. Like I was just You're listening compact. to yourself. Yeah. So I, I finally was listening to myself. I was <laughs> When I left the urology practice, I actually went into dermatology because I was still in my head. I was like, oh, I was listening to everyone. I was like, how can I be a doctor and have a skincare line? Like, how is that even possible? Like how, but I started working in dermatology and I noticed these doctors, these big doctors have their own lines, their own little businesses on yeah. the side. So I was like, there's a way that I can incorporate medicine and health with my skincare line. But yeah. again, I was working in dermatology working full-time. I kept putting my business on the back burner and it was this summer when CBS News had messaged me to do an interview with me. I remember I was so torn between going to see those 40 patients that I had to see that day or call out and go to my interview. I almost called that. I almost didn't 
not call out like I almost just went to I felt so guilty oh. and I was like why do I feel guilty when these people don't even care if I drop dead today and it's the honest truth I know it's so like I know it sounds hard. so harsh but like and not every place is like that but I can yeah I mean, not every place I've been in corporate so like I yeah. completely understand it, it is like that it's like yeah pandemic showed us that too I think that it's like you're just kind of replaceable yeah I remember my boss I overheard my boss saying I just need a body in here I just need a body a body I'm a person like yeah I feel like people have just lost this like I'm so happy that you're talking about this because I feel like people have lost this like compassion Mm -hmm. like for others everything is so you can have a business. It's like, I feel like people are so mind blown that you can own a business and like truly want to like help people. It's like, yeah. for some reason, we've been so brainwashed at this point to where it's like, if you have a successful business, you don't care about people. And it's all about like numbers and marketing and money. Da, 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 da. It's yeah. like, I think it's the exact opposite when you let go and and let God work in your life and like release into your calling. You don't worry about you know where the money's fluctuating, where the clients are fluctuating. You worry about your purpose, which is helping people. When you end up focusing on that, I, I, oh my gosh, I mean, I've seen it in my own life and you're a testimony. It's like things can skyrocket. Okay. You just trust the process. Yeah. Everything you're saying is literally the truth. Like I just, that day, that's when I realized I was like, I cannot not go to this interview. I need to go. Mm-hmm. So I literally called out that day and I just went, I went to my CBS news interview and literally ever since then I was like this is my calling like this is me like I need to stop ignoring it because like every time people will talk to me about my products they're like I was doing pop-ups and everything this year still full-time like people were like you work full-time you can be putting all that energy into your business and watch it grow like at first I remember one of my mentors told me she's like yeah maybe in the first couple months you're not going to be making money or whatever but that's the sacrifice you need to make in order for it to hours exactly you need to put that you need to have that tunnel vision you need to grind it out you need to sacrifice it out you need to do this in order for it to grow and I didn't understand that at first I always thought I needed a job for security and and honestly I was like I don't have a kid I don't have kids or anything so young it's like I don't have anything holding me back it was just me and thinking what everyone else was going to think of me yeah and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to leave my job and just do this. And that's that's what I did. And from there on, I've just been really focusing on my business. And since then, I've gotten a couple of stores that are interested in selling my product. Like I've been in more pop-ups and I've been able to do things like this. Like if I was working full-time, I wouldn't be able to. Like I was so miserable every day, crying, like stressed out. I'll be shaking at work. I would have people, like patients were so cruel not mean like cruel to me like they would think just because I was his like they would see my curly hair I was a young girl like they were so mean like oh you just do meta you're just an assistant and I would be like actually I have my bachelor's degree I'm just yeah, doing this excuse me doctor. and they're like oh you like, have your bachelor's it's exhausting probably just yeah. always having to explain um, yourself and talk like why do you have to why can't I be like your family? Like, why can't I be like you, like successful and stuff? Why do you think just because I'm an assistant, a medical assistant or whatever, yeah. I can't be just as educated or successful as you? And that's when I was like, I really, this is my calling. Like, I really need to, I'm not, I don't need to prove anything to anyone, but yeah. I need to show people that, you know, minorities or women and everyone, like anyone can do it. Like anyone can be successful just yeah. because I don't come from that background doesn't mean that I can do, I can't do it and make that for myself and change the narrative and, you know, really push the envelope and not be what 
you know, like just an MA, like yeah. I can be more than that, you know? And that's what really made me realize, like, I'm putting my time into this person's dream and they don't even care about me. Nobody here appreciates it. Let me put it into myself. And, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have my parents support and my family support. So I was like, let me just leave. And yeah, since the summer I left my job and I've just been doing this full time since then. (laughs) That's so exciting. I'm so proud of you. Like it's such an inspiring story. And I just, I love like your passion and like your focus and your ambition. And it's just, it's so refreshing to see really. So if no one's told you recently, I'm super proud of you. It's like, really, I love seeing your journey. <laughs> I'm so, so happy you're like, we're able to share all this today. I am. Thank you so, so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for having me. Seriously. <laughs> All right, that's going to be the end of today's episode, guys. Thank you again so much for listening. It really means so much to me. I hope that you enjoyed these inspiring messages by entrepreneurs, but Pamela in particular, we're going to have a part two to this, so stay tuned. We talked a little bit more about some self-care and mindfulness as it pertains to being an entrepreneur, which really is so important and honestly just as important for anyone in your everyday life when you're trying to just balance life. I know it gets crazy, so I hope that these episodes bring you some kind of joy and inspiration, but thank you again for listening, and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye.